Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Kevin. Hello. And we have Squeaks. Squeaks. All so, right, no delay. So That's good. <laughs> I appreciate it. Editor Frank appreciates that. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about we got the One Piece voice actors, we got some Agatha news. We have some casting for Superman, and we are all talking about meta threads, which I think I'm actually with the only two people who aren't on it, probably. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But first, before we go any further, I want to make sure to mention for the network, we have a whole new Who's Got Next Game podcast coming out on Monday. They're going to be talking about board games and card games. They're talking Hearthstone over there, and I got to say, that's a really good game if you haven't played it yet. Check out Hearthstone. They did screw up the whole battle pass, but it's still worth the play. And then Challenge Accepted just had their Indiana Jones episode come out, and the next episode coming out is, I said they, I'm on it, um, is going to be a Mission Impossible. We're doing Fallout, but I'm we're, I'm actually going to be doing like the history lesson on Mission Impossible, so you're ready to go for the next movie. And uh, check that out. That podcast is a lot of fun to do. So, And we're raising so much money for cans right now, so it's really cool doing those. Next thing, again, for our patrons, the water bottles have been sent. There was a misprint on them, so we had to do, so some people got their water bottles ready. Those, if you haven't gotten it yet, they're on the way. Let's get into the news. One Piece, the live-action adaptation, is going to feature the original Japanese actors. Squeaks, have you watched One Piece? Uh, I do. Um, yeah, have I watched it? Yeah, the all thousand episodes now. So, uh, yes, I do watch it. <laughs> Nerd! Uh, oh, wow. 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 Okay, that's a, I'm so offended already. They're this early already in the podcast. I'm being criticized. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so I can't say anything about the, having the original Japanese voice acting on it because I, I don't watch it in Japanese. Um, I would watch it dub, so I'll probably get some hate on it for that. Yeah, um, probably. Have we all seen the trailer, though? We, you seen the trailer for... Uh, I kind of am excited based off that trailer. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, actually, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly impressed with it. And usually that anything that Netflix comes out with, uh, I feel, has been really successful, even though we started talking about this actually before the podcast, but Witcher, we're kind of dragging our feet on yeah uh finishing all of it but when it first came out you know it was great so um i thought the trailer looked good i'll give it a shot i'm not a big fan of these uh live action adaptations but um this one looks good i like it yeah i i'm looking forward to it just because i have not watched any one piece so this is gonna be my introduction Mm -hmm. to it all and i think that's gonna be a good advantage to me but there's a lot of people out there that are like oh this isn't exactly how luffy looks and what are you gonna do i mean i think it looks pretty good yeah well what the fuck man it's cartoon so yeah people, people <laughs> I, complain I mean, about his cgi so stretching and i'm like no shit cgi uh, stretching has never looked yeah. good <laughs> can, you, can you can you well let me know when he can do it in real life you know without the cgi so, so. i'm kind of worried about it a little bit because i actually was one of the three people that enjoyed the live action cowboy bebop that netflix did yeah and that's with having almost no background watching any anime whatsoever so i had not seen cowboy bebop before but i i liked the live action i just don't really have much hope or One Piece doing any better than that did on Netflix. Man, you know what? And I feel like a lot of people were just dogging the uh, Cowboy Bebop, and that hopefully is not something that will transfer over to One Piece being canceled after one season just because of people, uh, you know, hating on it. Because I thought Cowboy Bebop was pretty entertaining as well. I had really no issues with it. So. I'd like to thank you, Kevin, and one other guy are liking this Chex group for fanboys of Cowboy Bebop from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard thing to do is to to make a, a, a anime adaptation. I think Lupin's done pretty well for Netflix. But other than that, I can't really think of anything else that's been a successful yeah, adaptation. Like yeah. 
Uh, I think it's just tough because it's just beloved characters that we've watched for so many years and whatnot. I mean, almost how it sounds exciting when someone tries to revamp or make it a live action, but then I, I think also it just needs to stop at where it's at because we're alterating altering what we fell in love with. So maybe it's just not meant to be all these remakes. That might be how you get new fans. Like I, I'm cool with yeah. them. Uh, about let's say like M. Night Shyamalan botched their bad, but like for the last Airbender, I'm cool with them making some changes for the Netflix version. If it gets more mm. people to like check out this incredible story and it might mm. be the introduction for them, just like Game yeah. of Thrones, like people didn't know about the Game of Thrones books. A lot of people didn't know about them until the show came out. And then people went and read the books and like, holy cow, you know, there's a whole yeah, bunch there. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get and it. And if it fails, they could just pull a Paramount Plus and just cancel it after a season and a half and just pull it off oh. of the, the thing altogether like they did with Prodigy. <laughs> so Hashtag stupid. save Star Trek Prodigy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag save Star Trek Prodigy. I haven't even watched it yet, guys. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to let it build up a yeah. little bit because... Star Trek's really good when you binge it, especially like, God damn, that Picard season three is unreal how good that is. And then they just like canceled it on me and pulled it. Like, I can't even watch it at all right now. So I'm going to be buying the Blu-ray, I think. I think the Blu-ray is practically sold out. Oh, people have been (laughs) posting it like nuts. Yeah, I don't I don't blame them. Dang, I should have got on top of that. Actually, it's wild that they they pulled it. That's yeah, actually, they, I, know, I did not know that. Why would you just? Why didn't you just? Why wouldn't you just leave it there? They can chalk up the whole thing to a loss as a loss for a tax write-off. Yeah, motherfuckers. I know. Yeah. I hate when big business gets in the way of just like good creative content. Like it's just so frustrating. I mean, like you, like you don't have an. I mean, I mean, I don't know finances, right? But like you don't have enough already from all the other hundreds of shows or whatever you have on paramount plus you already probably make millions off of fucking paw patrol so well i want to know <laughs> paramount how much of your money comes from star trek paramount plus i want to know how many people are subscribed because of star trek i guarantee you trekkies it's so funny thomas is just now joining the trekkies and he's like i can't believe how many super fans are I'm like trust me there's a lot but mm-hmm. it's like we're i'm 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 only signed up because of star trek it's the only reason you have me yeah. don't start canceling that <laughs> shit yeah, they uh, us Trekkies are the people that had CBS All Access before Paramount Plus existed. Yeah. And the percent. only thing on All Access besides <laughs> their uh, their uh, like Survivor and stuff was yeah. Star Trek. So yeah. you could watch Big Brother Survivor or Star Trek. And I just happen to watch Star Trek. So, yeah. Oh, man. And it's yeah, it's just a shame. That's one of the few like full DVD collections I've got is like every Voyager pristine, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I need that. I don't have that. Yes, you do. I even have a lot of the next gen. I got to finish the next gen collection as well. Moving on to the next one here. Barney has a film coming up. It's going to be an adult oriented film. A24 type is what they're saying. Now, Mattel's kind of like they said they have like, I don't know, 50 projects coming up for their their upcoming movies. Uh, We see the Barbie movie. We see what they're doing with that. This was going to be a dark, gritty story about Barney. Apparently, it's going to be dealing with being 30 years old, being single and all your nostalgia being in the 90s. Clearly, it's made for me. And I'm wondering what other Mattel products can they actually do? Like, I would like to see what else they could like a, a Uno themed movie might be decent. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, is what do they own? Uh, I was going to say, is Hot <laughs> Wheels Mattel? Yes, it is. OK, so two things I want to see. I want to see a Hot Wheels movie fucking wild right we you already feel like we have that right at fast and the furious that's what fast and furious should have been yeah yeah i want to see some wild ass looking cars just going nuts on these tracks right little like loopy loops but also if i correct me if i'm wrong too uh masters of the universe i believe they have some i oh, believe dude. mattel owns them right yeah so, i think you're right gosh um because the reason why i know this one uh because i'm into the revelations i believe is what it's called yeah 
Good. Also, I have a little spot on my shelves here dedicated for He-Man and whatnot. But of course, they're opening a theme park in Arizona, and it's a Mattel theme park, and there's supposed to be rides that are dedicated to all their like Barbie Land. Um, actually, opens next year. Uh, and He-Man was in it with some laser tag shit or something like that, whatever it was. Um, but I would love to see a badass He-Man movie. He-Man has know. a gigantic set of lore too. People, you know. Yeah. Yeah. More than just a- I was recently watching these old episodes, uh, really old, whatever, 70s, 80s, whatever it came out originally. Yeah. And uh, they're simple, but, I mean, like you said, there's a big lore to it when you go deeper into it. I mean, deeper dive. Yeah. They, they own like so much. Well, yeah. give us some, give us some uh, highlights. Uh, yeah. They own Mega Bloks, which that I think would be interesting to see if they could make a spoof of Lego. Yeah. Because Mega Block is a spoof of Lego Damn. in and of itself. But they have like all these board game rights that I didn't realize that they had like apples to apples. Uh, Astro Blast. What the hell is that? They could make like a, they, a movie based off Sorry and it's like a Departed style betrayal mafia movie. And done by just, A24. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry. And you're like sniping people in the head and stuff like uh, that. Fucking, or make it hell like dark and uh, gory and do it by a <laughs> house. Bloomhouse, there we go. The next sorry movie. <laughs> I'm starting to trust Bloomhouse more than A24 nowadays. Dude, I love Bloomhouse. I'm yeah. not a big fan of A24. So a monster movie, but instead of monsters like Godzilla, it'd be a Godzilla style movie, but they're rock'em sock'em robots. Bro- yeah, oh, real steel. Dark and gritty yeah. rock'em sock'em yeah. robots. Pacific Rim, yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's yeah. There you go. All right. Sorry. Mattel, I'm down for you guys creating a shared universe that's gigantic. I'm, I'm cool with that. So we'll see what happens. We got Agatha Coven of Chaos has been confirmed to be an actual sequel to WandaVision and not just a spinoff of it. And what uh, I can't remember her name, but the, the star, one of the stars from the show clarified that they're going to be doing the American Horror Story vibe where each season is going to be a completely different story and completely different uh, cast sometimes or like different roles or whatever, but still going to be within the same long story. You know what I'm saying? So this one's WandaVision, or we have WandaVision for the first one, Agatha for the second one. Next one might be about White Vision. It might be about Monica. Somebody that comes up in this one, we don't know. It'll be a whole new thing. So it's an interesting way of keeping the show going while not making it a direct sequel because people get tired of sequels, I think, yeah. at this point. So like keeping the same kind of feel and general story going but with a different name and kind of a different setting and stuff the american horror story style Mm -hmm. that's that's a really cool way of keeping it going and i think it's it's a fresh way of keeping marvel stuff not super stale which they need help with right now i think i think the world kind of get a little worn out on them it reminds me of black mirror like black mirror i think if they were all connected it would be a lot harder for us to enjoy it as much as we do now because like the new season of black mirror came out two of the episodes phenomenal the rest were okay and we're okay with the okay episodes because we got the two phenomenal ones and they're not connected. If they were connected, that'd be a problem. Uh, I just feel like with it being a different story each season, if we're going to get the same feel that we fell in love with the, with the season one itself, that mystery and what was really going on with the universe that uh, Scarlet Witch created. And it's, that was like something that we would slowly find out like a detective in a way ourselves. Now with the Agatha they're not going to be in this dome anymore, right? So yeah, but she'll be still she'll just, she'll still be living her life as the person who was in the dome. So so we are going to be like backdating it. Then is what you're saying, kind of like of her side of what happened. You think, or is it going to no, be? No, it sounds like it's going to be a continuation. But at the end of one division, yeah. 
Agatha was manipulated into thinking that she's still like the neighborhood person. So we're going to see her discovering that she's actually a supervillain as she's yeah. wa- as she's living it out. So we might see a I would like to see a Truman show type of thing with her. Like she's realizing that there's certain people who are like watching her more than normal. And then you find out, oh, it's shield keeping an eye on somebody they know is very dangerous. Yeah. You know, they could have fun with it. I don't know. I'm, I'm dying. Uh, I don't know. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the worst to talk about this lately because I'm just like fatigued out. I've I tried watching the scrolls and I have my um, uh, my negative thoughts on watch after really? the first episode. So, oh, well, you got to watch yeah. more than the first. I'm actually in, I think Secret Evasion is one of their best shows yet. The acting, really? the acting in that series is phenomenal. Watching, watching, I, yeah. Watching Ben Mendelsohn and, and Samuel Jackson go toe to toe, it's it's just blowing me away how good the acting is in that show. It's really incredible. My my thing is with my like hate towards uh, some superhero stuff lately is that once Amelia Clark was explaining that oh yeah if we stay in this you know form so long that we're like undetectable or whatever the fuck right she was just trying to explain yeah and I'm like that's just a cop out way of saying you don't want to wear the makeup and shit like a Jennifer Lawrence like. Get the fuck well, out of here. Look, like, yeah, yeah that's what it is. You know, I get it. Not going to transform once at all. Like, you guys are so cheap ass. Whatever. Obviously, dude. you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. There's always going to be. A, just, why is Ben Mendelsohn talking to them in human form when he's obviously Talos? And it's like, I get it. I get it. It's a lot cheaper yeah. to just say, like, I'm a human right now. You know, there's got to be a reason <laughs> exactly. for it. Yeah. That's what's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Feel, but it is very good. Ugh. The only thing I'm worried about is the next episode, we'll probably see full on Super Scroll. And uh, um, I hope that doesn't look terrible because yeah. you will see. That's a tough one. And I, we've been talking about our challenge accepted. We're reviewing every episode. Go check it out, guys. But um, I'm like, where's the Empress? And I think Sonya, who's been just blow your mind away good, uh, is going to be the, the Empress because she's a real big character. And I'm like, she needs to be in this already. So I think she's been in it mm. the whole time. And I think Rhodey's definitely a scroll. It's more and more proof that he's a scroll too. So that'll be biggie. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. You gotta give it a shot. Let me know. Let me know how you like it. You can skip the AI intro though. That thing's garbage. Speaking of AI, uh. <laughs> Steam mods reportedly blocking uh, games that use AI generated artwork. What do you think about that, Kevin? I, I have. I, I honestly, I could go either way about it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, putting myself in the position of like a an indie dev that doesn't have any art skills whatsoever. If I could program a game and could easily didn't have the money you know i'm just a, a person just making a video game by myself didn't have any budget no money obviously ai generated art is an easy go-to option if you don't have the funds to hire an artist to do the right way uh i i, I don't understand why to why they would block it outright i get the hate towards it but i don't understand the blocking of it the reasoning that they're saying for this is because they're just they feel like it might be soon copyright problems because like AI generated art is learning from real art or not real right. art, but anyways, you already made art. And so they're saying like this might become a problem at some point and we don't want a lot of people tidying up their tying up their entire libraries with AI generated work. Okay. Then eventually we have to pick apart at some point. So like so let's ban it now. Yeah. Assuming that Valve was doing this out of the goodness of their heart towards artists was a, an error on my part. They're You're doing correct. the same thing themselves <laughs> in the future. Okay. That makes a lot more sense to me. That's the Valve move. Okay. That's the corporate move. Yes. I get it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now I and I even understand it from the the uh having the back of artists perspective. I definitely understand that and that's a really good perspective to come at it from. I just don't necessarily like blanket blocking anything. Yeah typically 
we're in a very complicated time right now with AI and learning how to use them properly and when it's best to use them, when it's not best to use them. And I mean, I, I use AI. I use, we were just talking about this over on threads, which we'll be talking about threads later on. I use three different AIs for our podcast all day, every day. I, I use them quite a bit and, um, and more so in other places. And I've, there's a difference between just like letting it do your work and also doing the work yourself. And I think we're starting to figure that out. And I, for you're right for game designers. I wonder like, what's the justification of like the background seems like a really good place. To just use AI art, something like that. You know? Yeah. Or even for art that's like used until you can like a, pl- a placeholder. That's what I was going to say. Placeholder. Yeah, for art early that's, access. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely tried delving into game development myself and just being able to program, but not be able to see anything visually represented on the screen accurately throws off my perception of what I'm doing because I don't have any artistic skills whatsoever. Wow, so if yeah. I'm trying to make like this character move, but it's just like a blue square on a gray background. I, I can't quite get the feel of what it's supposed to look like. And having yeah. placeholder art is great. And if you can't afford one of the asset packs for placeholder art, just have an AI generate something for you. That but then don't put it on Steam at that point. True. That's true. But I really like the way you put that. That really is kind of using it as a pro. And then at some point, yeah, you hire the right artist to make the look you want. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I'm, that's kind of the same argument that people use against having placeholder art asset packs anyway. Because stores from like Unity and uh, Game Game Studio, I, Game Maker Studio, they all have uh, asset packs that you can download on their marketplace. People make these generic assets, upload them to the store, and then they get a cut of whatever people buy them with, and they have the rights to use them in their game. But then you get the same you know model, the same animation, the same character, the same code in multiple different games that people don't edit themselves. And the same can be said for this AI stuff. If people generate something. And don't modify it after the fact to fit their game, to fit their the narrative of their story that they're telling or whatever. That's a problem. Yeah. And even there, you're like, okay, well, somebody got paid because they made that asset pack. And so there's right. there's a step that's missing there too. Yep. Uh, fair, fair. You know, so well, we gotta hammer it all out, guys. It's a mess, but again, you know, we we frequently use it and uh, we're always up for discussing it and stuff like that. Yeah. You're gonna- I, you're going to have to show me how you're using that because I wasn't like really interested in this AI stuff until I started hearing Freddie Mercury doing covers of other songs like yeah. My Heart Will Go On. Elvis. I was like, what the fuck can this guy can sing any song? <laughs> so I'm like, Elvis doing Baby Got Back. Is yeah. that what you're going to say? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, Freddie. Oh, man, my whole like playlist right now is just Freddie Mercury doing covers. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and like there's you could have the ex-presidents uh, and current president all playing Call of Duty together, and it's like the most popular freaking stream right now is the president's That's playing. That's so funny. And they're just the shit talking is so like But it's, I, I brought it up for the parents because they couldn't believe that that, like, so I was trying to warn them, like, guys, I'm telling you right now, like, if you hear me ask for money over the phone, it ain't me. So just don't listen to that person because yeah. my voice is out there clearly. <laughs> And right. uh, and then I was showing them like, it's this easy. Look, that's not Trump mm. versus Biden playing Call of Duty. They're not Call, Call of Duty, Duty fans. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I can't believe how much it sounds like. Like, exactly. So don't yeah. listen to it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, man. it's just amazing. It's hilarious. But yeah, we use it a lot for our show notes is, is so key. And I was trying to explain that to some of the other guys. We've been doing a lot. We've been doing a weekly uh, spaces where we help where we talk about podcasting. And I've been, that's one of my big things is like use chat GPT, use bar to seo optimize your show notes so that your podcast is more searchable all, all back of house stuff mm. but yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of things like that we definitely do like for example just uh, we're all looking at the outline right i'm gonna literally take this outline tell ChatGPT, hey i want show notes based off this outline with seo optimization use markdown format if i put it in a in our uh 
website and it'll make, it'll do what I need it to do in a way that doesn't sound like Frank sucks at writing again. So that'd yeah, be nice. That's wild. Yeah. Why you could just pay a writer. <laughs> totally <laughs> fair. Stupid. <laughs> totally fair. And again, oh, guys, go check out Challenge Accepted with the AI cover. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the cover that that uh, you know what though you know what I got to give myself props on that actually that is an AI generated cover, but it's multiple pieces of art that I then took in Photoshop and took pieces and pieces of to make a whole new piece of art. So ah ha ha. It was actually me that made it. That's what I'm telling myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to some of our bigger topics here. James Gunn cast David Cornsweet and Rachel Bronsonaha. I never see that right as yeah. Superman and Lois Lane. Now I know you know Rachel. What do you think about I this do. casting? Oh man, I cannot wait uh, to uh, see Rachel play something else that's not like Miss Maisel, right? And uh, really yeah. see if she can. Uh, Make herself more, uh, how do you, like broader, I guess, in her acting career. So I'm super excited to see this. Frankly, um, I think Miss Maisel is actually a really good Lois Lane. So I don't think she needs to broaden herself too much. Yeah, but I can't do the smart actually remarks like every sentence. That's yeah. what Lois Lane does, though. <laughs> Man, it's like, uh, have you finished Miss Maisel? Nope, nope, no, I haven't finished okay. it yet. So. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Yeah. I got like four episodes left, but yeah, it's starting to kind of feel like, okay, fuck, let's end this shit now. But yeah. I, I love Miss Maisel. Uh, I'm excited to see her in something else, though. Um, and I think visually for Superman, you got a skinnier Henry Cavill. OK, if you look at his portrait, he does have that look, that chisel jaw look that I've always said Henry Cavill has, like, is my Superman forever. Um, so I think visually, I mean, oh, also, I loved him in Hollywood, which was. Thank God somebody else has seen Netflix. Hollywood. How good oh, is yeah, he in Hollywood, yeah, dude? Yeah. That to me was yeah. like, that's that's Clark Kent right there, because he kind of yeah. has that kind of like happy go lucky, like, sure, I'm in a Hollywood scary mm -hmm. place, but, you know, yeah. I'm from Iowa yeah. type of thing, which yeah, I'm like, yeah. perfect. Yeah, uh, man, um, I love him in Hollywood. He looks visually like a Superman, especially in Hollywood when he's wearing that uniform and he just yeah. looks proper. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I think this is good. I think the, and we got two characters that will last a long time playing these roles. Hopefully. So I think so, too. Yeah. Trust. Hollywood, too. Like. You know, you definitely get the Clark Kent of it more than the Superman part of it, I think, in a way. Um, if you try to imagine him as a beat reporter, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. This guy's totally a beat reporter that's like mm -hmm. trying to get the scoop. And then he's at the yeah, very yeah. Superman. And mm -hmm. it has me interested to see, you know, how's he going to interact with the Batman? Because that character, that actor, I like to see him play alongside somebody who's a little dark and brooding. Even like if we're just going with Robert Pattinson as a stand in, I think that's going to be a really good fit. Yeah. Have you seen Hollywood yet, Kevin? No, I yeah, it's pretty haven't seen any of the movies or TV shows that either of these actors have been on. So mm -hmm. I did recognize uh, Rachel Bros Brosnahan. Mm -hmm. Brosnahan, I there it is. I I recognize her from Miss Maisel, but uh, marvelous Miss Maisel. But I've not seen it. Oh man, wonderful, wonderful show. Wonderful Both of these are time oh. are time pieces, are period pieces, and the Hollywood one I think is like eight episodes, and that's the entire thing. It's a mini series. It is a uh, idyllic version of Hollywood where what if. Uh, everybody was just cool with all civil rights. It's really interesting how they do it. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch it. It's hard to kind of explain, especially on the podcast, but it's a really a neat show and, and just, they put a lot of money into making it look like old school Hollywood. So it feels good. Yeah, nice. it does. Yeah. I'm just happy to see James Gunn, the way he's talking about the Superman project, the way he's talking about how like, it's all about Clark Kent trying to justify his Kansas upbringing with his like, oh yeah, I'm basically royalty from Kryptonian, like he's so rich over in Kryptonian and trying to justify that's going to be interesting to see how he does. I'm down for this. 
James Gunn hasn't done me wrong yet. Yeah, true. All right, so we have Meta's Threads. This is the new comp- competitor to Twitter. Uh, first off, let's start with this. Have you guys been using Twitter much lately? I browse it. I yeah. click like on a couple things, but yeah. I they capped how many view how many tweets you can view now, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, like six hundred. Yeah, and the cap's going up all the time in the in defense of Twitter. Uh, I'm a big Twitter fan, right? I've, I've that's my favorite social media platform. I was too. It is breaking in places I don't like for it to break. Like I'm a big fan of posting gifs, at, to an annoying degree, and uh, it's it's not letting me do that now. So now I'm like, oh my god, this gif's not working. So I got to use a different one. There are obviously many problems with Twitter right now as they're going through a bit of a interesting situation. We don't need to go into what's going on 100%, but yeah. Meta launched their threads immediately. And right away we got the two billionaires fighting and it's like, I don't care about that part, but they think the advantage to Meta is you pull over your Instagram followers immediately. As soon as you sign up, you say like, yeah, you know, I'm from Instagram. And then if somebody signs up that's your Instagram follower, you guys automatically follow each other which has been so nice because then I don't have to sit there and find like send me your tag or something like that. It's all following pretty well. Uh, and it feels like Twitter day one, like it's just small and fast and cool. And I was, ta- I was talking about this on, on uh, TikTok where it's the first time in a long time where I'm like, Hey, you like comic books. Let's talk about comic books. Like that kind of interaction over social media. I mean, it's been ages since I've had that kind of interaction over social media. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. Have you guys been tempted to try out threads yet? Not at all. No. No. <laughs> no. I don't use Meta's stuff at all. And I tend to not use Twitter if I can avoid it. Yeah. Also, I, yeah. I, it's kind of a, you know, Penguin or Lex Luthor, which one would you rather side with sort of thing. Right. And I just don't have an answer for that. Uh, that aside, I just don't have much of a, a use in my daily life for social media. I, I like to keep up with stuff, but even that's been harder in the last you know six months or so for me of course yeah just life is life yeah. is uh very busy bro but, you're getting it yeah. from all angles yeah i don't have any <laughs> there's no blame on that for sure yeah 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 uh, actually i'm on the same boat i'm in a slow de- kind of decline of all social media and just yeah i i read more now okay when i'm taking a shit i don't watch instagram anymore <laughs> i just i i i'm two pay, 200 pages in deep of jurassic park okay so Ooh, michael Crichton, like actually reading the actual book yeah the actual book yeah nice. way more uh way more uh gruesome a little darker than the movie yeah. which is nice but um but i'm um if you're saying it's like an improvement to twitter if, if we get to that point i'm down to try it out uh the fact is i really do i'm not always on twitter but i do enjoy twitter the most because it is just quick information um and it seems a little bit more um at least for what I follow, I try not to keep like um, what do you say? Like the hit, uh, I don't know, the trends or whatever. Whatever I follow on Instagram is more. My Twitter is more businessy, I guess you could say. So it's Very like well quick put. news that I'm getting. Yeah. Um, and then I that's something I don't ever want to lose. So if Meta is an enhancement to that, then yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. One of the things I've had a hard time with is who am I on social media, right? Because not only mm-hmm. do I have my personal I want to post personal stuff, but also I got to run the podcast stuff. Right. So it's hard to find, figure out like who I am. So like on Twitter, I have personal account for, you know, dog pics, which is 90% of what I post on my personal account. <laughs> and on the other one, it's like, Hey, here's the latest thing about, you know, James Gunn. Um, Instagram is mostly the James Gunn side of things, mostly just showing the stuff going on with the podcast. 
because uh, I don't know how to use it well. And Facebook, God, I'm everything that's I'm just automated. I don't, I'm very bad at Facebook. Um, I'm starting to practice stories now. I'm realizing the stories and reels is where it's at. Po- I guess nobody cares yeah. about posts anymore. I didn't know that. See, I'm, I'm new to this. I, stuff. I do. It's like we're using Snapchat now on Instagram. Basically, basically took that over. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of find myself doing that too. Instead of doing actual posts, I could just do the stories and I kind of enjoy that a little bit more because not, it's less work really. Like yeah. the people that follow really you, is. if they want to see it, they see it. I don't need to hashtag anything. I'm not trying to like blow it up or whatnot. Right. So the know. hashtag thing too, like again, talk about AI stuff. It's a nuisance. And that's one thing is threads does not have hashtags. It doesn't have any of that, um, mm-hmm. which is cause it's small and new. So like it doesn't have a trending page, but they have said that like, we're going to put in the chronological order feed soon and we're going to put it in the for you and the people you follow feed separately so you could see like just the people you follow. That's all coming in in like the next week or so. That'd be nice. But um, over on threads, I've decided, you know what? It's a new platform. Let's try something new where I just kind of combine the two and show more personal life and podcast life. So I'm posting pictures of Funko Pops. I'm posting. I've showed, I immediately showed a picture of my keyblade that sits next to me. You know, I had to make sure to show that off and it's like, okay, I kind of like this. I kind of like that. I get to just do whatever on this one, just to kind of experiment. And I think that'll influence how I treat Twitter and Instagram in the future. So it's kind of nice to try something new. And overall, I think really TikTok's the new, new uh, social media King. TikTok's really feeling like yeah. it's fast paced and quicker. And, and, uh, yeah, there I have what I like to post professionally and then I'm probably going to start another account too, where I post dog pics eventually. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I like that social media. So if you guys are joining Meta, che- or I'm sorry, joining Threads, check us out, guys. The link will be in the description, or just look up Geek Freaks Podcast. It's literally that. I was quick enough on that to get a decent name. So thank God. All right, guys, so that's it for us today. We're going to be going off into our recommendations. We have the Steam Summer Sale. When this comes out, you have two more days to buy what you can on the Steam Summer Sale. It's been decent. The one game that I really am endorsing is Octopath Traveler. It is a dense game. Like, to do just the main quest is 60-plus hours. And uh, you get to play as many different characters. They all feel very unique. And it's a very old-school RPG. feels like... Final Fantasy or something like that. So if if you're looking for a good game to get, Octopath Traveler number one is thirty bucks. Number two, I think, was forty five. If I remember correctly, I didn't get number two yet. I was going to be the first one first, but there are a lot of other good ones on there too. All like the uh, call all the Assassin's Creeds are like eight dollars to fifteen dollars. You can't pass that up. Kevin, what's your suggestion for the week? Uh, I would recommend also from the the Steam Summer Sale, just because I haven't been playing anything. I'm going to recommend Dead Cells and Hades. They're both 50% off right now. If you haven't played either yes. of those games, they're must play. Hades is was my game of the year, the year that it came yeah. out. Dead Cells was like next to my game of the year, the year that it came out. I think they both came out. Uh, no, 2018 is when Dead Cells came out. Uh, Dead Cells is still coming out with new content. Even to this day, they're coming out. with really? They just came out with some uh, Castlevania branded uh, DLC no. not too long That's ago. That's so. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I need to yeah, pick that up. So, actually. Uh, I'm grab that next. They're both $12.49 right now on, sta- on sale on Steam. So I'm grabbing that myself. Highly recommend it. Hades is a must buy. That's, that game was so good that it's one of those things where it's like, all right, anything super giant makes, I'm buying just because you know it's going to be okay at least. Yeah. Hades is super good. Squeaks, what's your recommendation for the week? Yeah. So my recommendation is actually going to be Final Fantasy 16. I know that's a. Uh, obviously it just came out fairly recent but what i love about it is that it feels massive like it's one they developed this 
crazy um, universe, but this universe almost feels like it's a Game of Thrones feel. Uh, mm-hmm. Not because I'm just saying it's that time frame they're trying to mimic, like that whatever knights and you know whatnot. Yeah, but but the story between characters and how they communicate with each other that it does seem political, and there is like some backstabbing moments uh, and some uh, you know like funny like laughter scenes, but then mixed with like holy shit, like these people are dying kind of scenes. Now oh. I will say there's a little bit of the Kingdom Hearts three feel. There's oh, no. 12 hours of cutscenes in this in this game. So you most definitely feel in the beginning as it develops the story that you're like, OK, you do a little bit cutscene, you do a little bit cutscene. And but the thing, though, is that, man, the story is so good that I'm, I'm locked into it. I will say within like the first two hours of uh, Final Fantasy 16, I had one of the dopest dramatic fight scenes it probably vibe witness in a video game in the longest time ever uh it's not like it was so much of the gameplay itself fighting but just oh man the build-up the music the oh man it was just wild um so definitely if you didn't uh don't have final fantasy 16 i know there's other games right now like tears of the kingdom and diablo that maybe kind of veered you off of that uh 16 is great it's wonderful i love it it totally makes me want to i'm like just back into the Final Fantasy universe right now. I'm enjoying it. It kind of surprised me that Final Fantasy 16 is out right now, and because it's just such a good year for video games, it's Crazy. not getting the love it normally would. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of forgot it came out <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That's how I feel with Hogwarts. Like, there wasn't enough time yeah. before the next game that we appreciate it more. And I, I still got to go back and finish that story and whatnot, but it's like, I lo- it's one of my top three games of the year for sure so far mm-hmm. as of now Hogwarts and it's like man I didn't even finish this yet because so many other things just was released what blows me away on that game dude I, I literally this last week was like I'm gonna get back into Hogwarts Legacy and it's almost exhausting because as soon as I get into it I keep wanting to do all the side quests and yeah, I have yeah. a hard time sticking to the main quest just because I'm like this is such a cool world. Yeah, I want to go help you find yes. your cat or whatever the hell it is, you know? Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and the combat is incredibly fluid. The combat is so good in that game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. But Final Fantasy 16, I got to give that a shot because I haven't, Yeah. I totally forgot about it, actually. Yeah, it's great. So it's good. I'm, my big thing right now is like, we still have Starfield. We still have Spider-Man 2. We still have yeah. all these games coming up. Assassin's yeah. Creed Mirage. It's, this is actually so wild. surprisingly the best game in, the best year in gaming ever. And it's going to be a tough one for game of the year. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.